Welcome to Business as a Magical Practice, where your business is the vehicle for your self-integration and soul evolution. My name is Sam Garcia, and I'm the founder of Dirty Alchemy Digital Marketing. And I'll be guiding you through how you can use your business as a spiritual practice and what magical businesses are doing to hit their goals and change the world. Together, we'll be relating the mystical to the world of business so that our work can unite spirit and matter, shadow and light, conscious and unconscious. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to Business as a Magical Practice. Today I have a lovely guest, Helena Grant, on here, and we're talking about her experience over the last six months within the Alchemical Business Intensive, and I honestly recorded it as a testimonial video, and it turned into such a juicy conversation about everything that she's done over the last six months to go from overwhelmed entrepreneur to visionary CEO and to really open up to being supported by her business and supported by her team. And I mean, last year was her first year making six figures in income and just the process with that of not compromising your time and compromising your energy in order to just hustle to make money. I really wanted to share it here with you guys because um, there's just such great stories and lessons to for you to glean from and take from this. So we're gonna jump in. I hope you enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Client Spotlight Series. I'm here with Helena Grant, and we're going to be talking about her experience in the Alchemical Business Intensive, and I'll just let you introduce yourself, Helena. Oh, thank you, Sam. Delighted to be here for this Spotlight Series and, and talking about the Alchemical Business Intensive. I'm just, I'm a huge fan of you, and I'm a huge fan of this container that you created. Um, so I am Helena Grant, a transformational coach, metaphysical healer, and priestess of the kite. And I work with clients and students in transformational online programs, one-to-one coaching. And I also create, host, and produce online summits myself. I do about two per year. And I'm also certified in assisting people in producing and creating their own online summits, which is so deeply transformative. It's just an incredible process. It's so much fun. It's an amazing way to attain visibility, uh, expand audience, and also just go through so much deep personal transformation. I am a certified existential kink practitioner. I'm all about integrating the shadow for just total delight and joy in the full spectrum of the human experience. And I'm also a 200 hour certified yoga teacher and a mother of two young children. In fact, I had a three week old at the time ABI started in the fall. So yeah, that gives people as I have a, he's now uh, six months and my daughter is seven years old. So I'm 100% mompreneur as well as visionary CEO. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Such an impressive list that you just went through. I don't even know how you remember all of that. <laughs> I'm sure they're missing pieces. I'm also an etymologist. I love words. I love nature. There's all kinds of things I could talk about. <laughs> So let's give some context. Can you tell everyone where you were right before you joined ABI and where you were at in your business, how everything was feeling, all the things? Uh, so I have been an entrepreneur 
entrepreneur since 2008. I started in product. I had a handbag line um, and I had a, you know, sort of a marketplace website, but mostly I did a lot of, you know, trunk shows and direct to consumer and also wholesale business. And I often think what my life would have looked like if I had coaches at the time I had my handbag line, it would have looked really, really different. If I had had coaches like I've had, if I had a coach like me at the time, it probably would have fulfilled the vision that I had of it, not to lament or regret in any way, because I know that that is so influential in how I work now with my clients and students. But anyways, since 2008, I've been in the online space and moved into service-based entrepreneurship at the time my daughter was born because I just couldn't be rolling around on the floor with copper wire and rivets anymore. Um, and I had tried to scale up three different times with the handbag line and it I couldn't do it. I just had so much shadow interfering. I had so much resistance and I couldn't let go of every part of the process. So when I was doing the handbags, I was um, doing, you know, the, the design, I was sourcing, I was doing the marketing, I was doing the selling, I was doing the manufacturing as well. I was like, oh, oh busier than a one-armed paper hanger, which is why it was not sustainable when my daughter was born, because suddenly I had a human, I couldn't be creating handbags all the time. And so of course I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to give up. I'm going to do something totally different different. And so I moved into style, which was obviously integral in handbags in fashion, um, and actually very natural for me, I just to have this ability to like tune in to how someone wants to feel, and how to connect them with some sort of physical material representation of that. And then that as I, you know, really expanded into that space, I realized and was told by my clients, I was doing so much more than helping them decide what to wear. They were like, you're helping me on a really deep level. And also like just focusing on the outside to inside was doing them a disservice. And it aligned with me doing my own transformational work and healing of really uniting the internal landscape with the external, which of course was facilitated and drastically accelerated and improved by discovering shadow integration you know, you think when you start over and you're doing something totally different and totally new and you rebrand that you're going to solve all the problems that you had previously. But guess what? Those problems, if you haven't integrated them, if you haven't healed them, they're going to follow you and they're going to come up and express and manifest in different ways. And so that is pretty much what I was going through at the time I joined ABI, because it was like, I have all these amazing certifications. I've gone through all these programs. I have this incredible healing, inspiring message to be sharing. I have so much to give the world. I have so much set up. I know what to do. I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. And I think a really key piece of what was happening as I decided to join ABI was I was looking at my monthly invoice from my assistant and she's amazing. She's just this like administrative ninja. And I was like, I had this realization. I'm like, I'm not paying my assistant enough. I need to be paying my assistant more. Why am I not paying my assistant more? Why is she, I want, I want to give her so much. She's so amazing. She can do so much for me. Why am I not paying her more? Well, I'm not paying her more because I'm not giving her tasks to do. I'm not positioning myself to delegate 
and to hand over what is not in my zone of genius, what's taking me forever to do what I'm emotionally attached to doing. And I'm actually really not good at. And guess what? That's exactly what was happening in my handbag business that I had to like give up and allow to implode and like walk away from. And I was like, well, you know, my brand now who I am, like, this is what I'm carrying forth into the world. And maybe, you know, the style and the handbags are going to come along for this journey of now uniting the internal and the external, but I need to be able to hand off and scale up in really delivering myself and this business into the world. Thank you so much. That was like such a beautiful storyline, such an amazing picture of your, your feeling you had built a business, you have so much expertise, you already had someone working with you. And yet you were feeling exhausted by the amount that of work you were creating for yourself because you weren't willing to hand off. And how did it just feel in your business at that point? It felt really constricting and very contradictory to what I knew I was capable of and what I know I'm being called forth to do and to deliver. And it was like, okay, well, I see, I, I'm, I see the vision. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. I can feel it. I know that it's there and I know that it's so close. Why isn't it here right now? Why isn't there more of a direct, immediate experience of what I've been questioning? after since 2008, what I know that I've had access to. And again, what's like calling me forward, where is it in the more immediate experience? And so I knew that it was going to take a really unique blend of support and structure to come to a place where it wasn't just what I was doing, but it's who I was being. And so what would you say you're your zone of genius is versus the tasks you were doing before? Mm, oh my God. Zone of genius is like receiving the vision, getting this. And this is what happened with the handbags. Like that was a direct divine download of the original handbag. I could see it. And I spent, you know, like probably a month just like finding materials and like coming up against obstacles and like bringing the vision into form. That is what happens now. I have the vision. I get the message, like probably some block of thought, or I have a dream experience of what needs to be coming forth, what needs to be delivered, what needs to be taught too. I have this direct connection to the non-physical entity called the kite, and they love to give me information. And oftentimes like I understand it. Sometimes I have to like really do some deep research around it, but it's that receptivity and then being able to hand that off. So for instance, I was communing with the kite recently for my attunement course, which is about embodying the universal laws. And they showed me four images of, you know, a tree, the nervous system, lightning and a river Delta. And so you get those four images together and they're like, show people how closely connected these are visually. They look like the same thing. They're just variations of, you know, the same theme. And here's the message that goes with it. So I could have easily fucked around on Canva for, you know, hours and hours trying to bring that into form. But instead I was like, hey, beautiful, amazing ninja of an assistant. Here are these four images that I pulled from the internet 
can you make this into a visual that I can share and put this text below it? And we had to have a little bit of back and forth about fonts and making sure the K in kite is capitalized, but I didn't have to do it. I could just let her do it and she could do it so fast without, again, the emotional attachment and the overthinking and the, the, the difficulty that I would have had doing it. It's just a really dense task for me. So like what's quick for me is like receiving what wants to come forward. And it takes a little bit of time and effort to like write the email or send the Voxer to the assistant, but then it's an immediate like delivery back to me where I can focus on other things. You, you brought up such a block uh, that people have around being supported in the sense that when you bring someone onto your team and you you finally are vulnerable enough to hand off a task to them and willing to let go of that control. And then they come back to you and it's not hundred percent perfect. All the thoughts that come up of like, it would have been faster myself. It would have been cheaper if I did it myself. Like they don't understand me. They don't get me. They can't support me. There's like this interesting spiral that happens when it's as simple as like, we actually need to train the people in our lives on how to treat us and how to make us happy and how to be successful in our eyes. And of course that applies to an assistant or a graphic designer or anything else. And us being, taking ourselves out of it. Cause yes, it is vulnerable to start delegating in the beginning. Of course it is. It's your, it's your business. You're at this point, incredibly attached to it. But once you're able to actually start training people, how to be successful with you, like that's what actually in time opens up the doors to you being able to take months off or just be in your zone of genius or only be working 20 hours a week and all the stuff that we ultimately want from our experience in our business. So thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it just, it feels so good too. It's like, oh God, I could just hand this off and I could communicate what I wanted. And I didn't have to be attached to every single step of the creative process of bringing this vision into form. And it just liberates so much energy to let someone do that something that they're really good at, that you're not necessarily good at, or that you don't enjoy, or again, that just feels like a dense, heavy task that's going to suck you dry of energy that would be so much better spent elsewhere. Um, and then it's like this beautiful gift. It's like, oh yes, I like saw this and now here it is. And yeah. I didn't have to like waste my energy trying to, to bring it forward. I'm curious, why did you decide to join the Alchemical Business Intensive? And did you have any, any reluctance around joining? Well, I had a little bit of reluctance around the timing. Again, I was, you know, three weeks postpartum. And yet I knew that that was the ultimate timing as well, because it's so easy to get into a place of overwhelm. The word complacency is coming to mind too that I knew I was primed for just extraordinary growth and primed for total actualization of everything that I'd been working towards. And I knew that I needed support in making sure that happened because otherwise I was just going to like kick back and like, again, move into just like overwhelm. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And I just knew that ABI was going to provide again, just the perfect blend of support and structure and I knew how much I could trust you, Sam, with the way that you operate, the way that you work, the containers that you create. And that's a huge thing for me. I've worked with a lot of coaches and mentors, and I've had some really amazing experiences. I've also had some really difficult ones. 
And so for me to trust someone is a really big deal. And I knew on every level in every way that I could trust you and what the alchemical business intensive was going to do for me. I love hearing that. Thank you. So what would you say your biggest breakthroughs have been through in these last six months together? Huge breakthroughs, again, just driving home. Like you really have to train yourself to be supported, to allow yourself to be supported and train people to support you in ways that feel supportive. So that was just huge, huge breakthroughs and really big breakthroughs as well in my marketing copy, the way that I write for marketing specifically. I love to write. This is like a soul level calling for me, but it's a particular skill to do marketing writing, to make sure that you're hitting on points that people resonate with and that convey the messaging that you're trying to get across. And, you know, marketing ties in with selling. And to me, selling is sacred, but you've got to have like the marketing to like warm people up, to welcome them in, to envelop them in the messaging. And so that has been a really big part of ABI is just having that assistance in ensuring my marketing copy is I'm not just being subliminal. I'm being very direct um, and resonant with who I'm trying to speak to and reach. Mm, And was that through the marketing training or with having um, access to the copywriter on my team to get edits on all of your work? All of of the above. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, but I think yeah, that I, was like wasn't even on the sales page. You're like, here you go. Here, here's your your copy editor for your uh, team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just opened me up again. I I consider myself a writer, so I never would have thought like I need a copy editor. But actually, I think that has like realizing that. And now I'm like, okay, well, that's my next hire is to have someone ensuring that what I'm creating, what I'm writing is really hitting home Mm -hmm. and really being more tangible. I tend to be very sort of like ethereal and, and intangible. And when it's marketing, like you're actually really benefiting someone and creating transformations in your marketing. Um, and I think with my most recent launch of my fourth summit and this new program that people felt that, that the launch itself, the summit obviously was deeply transformative, but then the launch itself, whether people bought or not, they went through transformation and I went through transformation as well. And, and the really good kind. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's such a good layer to highlight of, of like one of the main things that I consider a key piece in good copywriting is you're able to transform people before you ever, they ever buy from you. But Helena is underlining, like, that means that you have to transform (laughs) when you're actually going through the writing process and actually feel that in your body of the transformation, you can actually get people and like, how that is actually of service to your work and you because you're able to better understand how much value you're putting out in in the world. So if you're someone who like experiences imposter syndrome or you are um, putting out a new offer and you where you've you've had ones in the past, you going through the marketing process of writing all of your copy and fully understanding the transformation you're taking through people is such an asset to your business. I loved I mean, I just looked forward to the calls always. It was such a wonderful group, such a unique blend. And, you know, I, I approach 
life and business that there are, there are no others. So whatever someone's going through, you've either experienced it in some way or level, and you can bring some healing insight and inspiration to them. And maybe they're experiencing something that you will be experiencing. So there's just so much information and wisdom and support in those calls. They were, they were really fun. And again, I think too, like weekly, it was just like, you always knew that they were there. And obviously I loved the coaching. It was also really nice to have the implementation calls. And of course your trainings are just so amazingly mind-blowing and informative. So all, all the content was just fantastic. Thank you. So I wanted to ask everyone who who's coming on to this client's spotlight series, how do you define a visionary CEO? What does that actually mean for you? So a visionary CEO to me is someone who is so embodied, (laughs) deeply confident, and in total communion with the fact that we are vessels of our businesses. Like we are called to be delivering our businesses into the world, our messaging into the world, our brands into the world. And so a lot of that, yes, is being like a conduit and a vessel of it but really like a mother too, that you do need to do some nurturing. You need to offer some mentorship to the business. It's almost like you're, you're relating to it as a separate entity. You talk a lot about this, Sam. And also like a C, a visionary CEO is someone who can tune into that vision, that really big vision, that really big message, that calling and know what they need to do that is in their zone that they're really good at that only they can do and get out of the way in all the other areas and let other people step up and give their gifts in the areas that they are totally primed, totally ready and really very, you know, they're going to be so much more productive than you are. So there's a lot of like surrender in a visionary CEO archetype and a lot of delegation and a lot of like, just like the holding of the energy in general of the business. And also like the holding of the people that are supporting the structure overall of the business that you're helping them, supporting them in supporting in them, supporting you, you're also supporting them. And, and that takes, that takes a lot of space. You have to be creating a lot of space for yourself and for the team that you're calling in, but you know that it's, it's so much bigger than you. And it's so much bigger than right now too. It's, it's about the world. It's about humanity. It's about, it's really about the universe. (laughs) Hell yeah. I, I, I love this point of the spaciousness because it is a lot of us or some of us have this attachment to, I need to produce a certain level of work, or I need to work hard enough in order to deserve this, in order to achieve this. When really, when you're being that visionary CEO, your to-do list changes. And there actually needs to be these big open spaces in your calendar so that you can channel the energy, hold the energy. Like, I mean, you, you mentioned that you're a priestess, like so much of that is like holding the mantle of, of what you are embodying and you holding the pose, right? (laughs) Yeah. And making sure in holding the pose, you are so steady, so steady and you are comfortable too. This is one of the, the 
primary yoga sutras is that, that you can hold the pose and it's steady and it's comfortable. You know, positioning yourself as a visionary CEO, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you get tested and there are days where you want to just pull the covers over your head and hide and give up. It's not necessarily, for me, it's not about overcoming that. It's sort of like actually giving yourself the time and the space to do that so that you can replenish and recharge and, you know, come back the next day and you're just singing and dancing and ready to, ready to really just be there for all of it. So what has been your transformation into becoming this visionary CEO in these last six months? I think that there is a whole new level of optimism. I'm a very optimistic, very po positivity is one of my, my top traits, one of my greatest gifts, but it's a whole new more like embodiment of optimism and also feeling so clear on like the scheduling and the structure of my business and a huge transformation. This is an on, this is ongoing work for me is overcoming what I call the MacGyver kink where I just love to, I want to save the world by healing it. And I just love the excitement of the last minute, having no time left. And when I come from that place, it's very difficult for my team to support me. So it's working with that kink. And really now I'm like, okay, it's actually about having a very steady business. And now I see it. I'm like, okay, there's going to be the, you know, courageous is going to be the fall program. Attunement's going to be the spring program. And then I have some things I can sprinkle in. I've got my summits I'll keep creating. And I'm just like, okay, it can feel so good in the plan, the structure and the schedule. And that creates so much space for more transmissions, more visioning, um, and also creating excitement elsewhere in my life. So I'm, I'm going to be getting my pilot's license and I'm really thinking oh that's, gonna, yeah, <laughs> I think that's going to fulfill this, like, you know, I need like the adrenaline rush. I'm like, maybe I should do some skydiving too. So I don't try and like, like in, impose that in my business and my experience of my business, which is what I've been doing for so long. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to get that excitement out of my business. And I'm like that was fun. And that was effective in some ways when it was a, a very infantile business. But now there's just this whole new maturation of me as the visionary CEO and my business as a brand that has real resonance and longevity. And so it can, again, have that steadiness and continued sustainable and sustained growth. This is so good because so many people, like you, you hear all the time of like, you don't want your spouse to be your every person. Like you need to have friends and girlfriends and the fitness instructor and like all these other things instead of expecting our spouse to be everything. Same with your business. You like your business should be, not be your source of drama and excitement. And like, <laughs> we put so much on that. So I love that you brought that up. And for anyone listening, like Helena has shared that she's a manifesting generator and like definitely like total fertility goddess in terms of the, the ideas that come through her mind. Cause she's such a channel. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs resonate with that of like, I want to put out this program and that program and now this thing and that thing. And there's so much excitement in that, but really Helena's pointing to how you can actually build a much more stable, sustainable business when you channel that energy purposefully instead of just like it kind of running you. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're letting that energy run you, you're going to get run ragged because that energy doesn't know what your limitations are. So when you act as the channel, to me, that's creating really strong, firm boundaries. And I love to recommend writing your divine sacred contract with your business. What are your requirements of your business and what are your commitments to your business? And that really sets up that more energetic container of like, okay, this is what I'm willing to do. And this is what I want in return and really ensuring that you are like creating that space for the, the flow of the energy of the business to move through you and be, be delivered into the world and also feel really nourished and delighted by it. Uh, There's always going to be drama in life. You don't have to be creating it. In your yes. <laughs> so do you have any final messages you want to share or things you would want to say to someone who is considering joining ABI in the next round? I would say that literally the best investment you can ever make in yourself and your business is any kind of coaching container like ABI in particular, just offers this incredible blend of strategy and support and insight. And it's just so beneficial on, on every level because you, you are not your business, but you can get so much out of positioning your business to be feeding you instead of just sucking you dry. Yeah. So everyone, the alchemical business intensive is open for enrollment right now. You can um, go to link in show notes or under this video, wherever you're seeing this or listening to this and, or go to the dirtyalchemy.com slash ABI long fucking sales page. You can read all of the details, all the questions answered, and you can just uh, click the apply button, fill out the application, and you'll be booking a call with me to see if it's a good fit with you. Helena, thank you so much. Can you tell everyone where you exist on the internet and how they can um, find you? Yes, I am H Grant style h-g-r-a-n-t-s-t-y-l-e across all channels so hgrantstyle.com is my website and my handle on instagram youtube and facebook as well i really love instagram and youtube so come hang out with me over there okay thanks everyone you have a great week thank you